0: happy Easter. We are here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and I'm going to begin our time together by praying and inviting the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here today. We thank you that today is the day that you have made, and so we rejoice in today. We pray for ears to hear and eyes to see what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, growing up a vineyard kid, I was used to coming to church in very comfortable clothing. My mom would occasionally put me in a dress, but that was pretty rare, except for Easter Sunday. Easter always had a special place in her heart, and she always bought me a new dress. And I loved getting these dresses. My favorite were usually the kind that had some type of accessory. Maybe there was little gloves or a matching purse. And I dug up some old photos so you could check out my amazing style from back then. But the hair... We're just going to go ahead and blame the 80s and 90s for that, because I know it is bad. Well, to this day, when I see an ad for Easter outfits, I get a wave of nostalgia, remembering this amazing memory. And now I'm a mom myself, and I love to get my kids dressed up for Easter. And bonus points if I'm able to color coordinate them. And so I shared a couple of our pictures from past Easters. Obviously, our picture this year is going to look a little bit different. But I am committed to documenting this year, and we want to encourage you that we want you to share your Easter photos with us. And you can tag us on social media and share with us how you're celebrating this Easter weekend. You know, I know for many of us, Easter holds lots of memories and traditions. Perhaps it's doing an Easter egg hunt with your kids or enjoying brunch with your friends at your favorite restaurant or hosting a large group of people in your home for a ham or a lamb dinner. And I know that many of those plans have to be changed or adapted this year because of the season that we are in. Like many of us, I'm experiencing some sadness and some disappointment as our plans have had to change this year. And yes, these are actually real losses. No, they're not to the magnitude of our health being um, lost or losing a job. And yet I believe they're losses that need to be grieved. This season, which is usually filled with so much joy and triumph, has been filled with pain and chaos. And today, as we celebrate Easter, I think it could be easy to feel sadness. We can feel the need to mourn and to to be anxious because the reality is the world is grieving. Many are financially destroyed, relationally strained, physically ill, emotionally stressed. And we are inundated with news story after news story of the brokenness and destruction that is being caused by COVID-19. At this point, thousands of people have lost their lives. Millions of people have been infected and billions of people have been affected by this virus that our world is fighting. You know, in addition to fearing and fighting the virus, you know, there has been a lot of other loss in this season. Many people have lost their jobs or they've been furloughed in this season. Their their businesses have been closed. School is out of session, forcing parents like myself to to homeschool. And I don't know about you parents, but we have been learning a lot of life lessons these days, turning a lot of everyday life into what we're going to call school. Many states have stay-at-home orders. I know that's the case here in Illinois, where we're encouraged to stay home if at all possible. And we've all been practicing social distancing, which has caused many people to feel isolated and alone during this season. There is no sugarcoating this. We are in a difficult and painful season. I have found myself feeling numb. Numb from all the information. Numb from the uncertainty numb from the avalanche of bad news. And as a mother and a wife and a friend and a sister and a pastor, I have been doing all the things that I I know to be helpful. I've been fighting for routine and for rhythm in my life, knowing that I have to take it day by day. And I've been talking a lot to the Holy Spirit, asking him, how do I do this? How do we do this? And you know what he has told me? He's told me to tell you that he wants us to rejoice. Rejoice? What does that mean? Well, to rejoice means to show or to feel joy and great delight. This feels like foolishness, doesn't it? Because I don't know about you, but I know that I don't feel joy and great delight right now. I I certainly don't want to show joy and great delight right now. And yet God's encouragement to us today is to rejoice. Joy has always been a part of my life. I have a nickname, Joyful Julie. In fact, joy has been a companion of mine since the time I was a child. But I have to be honest, when I heard the Holy Spirit instruct me to rejoice, it was hard to hear. I don't feel much joy, like I said. I I don't feel much delight right now. And I know that in this painful season, telling us to rejoice can feel like putting salt on an open wound, unhelpful painful. But what we find in scripture is actually that rejoicing is a common biblical response that God asks of us. And it's not just rejoicing when things are going well. In fact, it's often rejoicing when things aren't going well. You know, God's instruction to us is this, rejoice. And so I want to turn now um, to the Old Testament where we read the, the prophet Habakkuk and he writes a passage to us about rejoicing in the midst of Of really difficult times. This is chapter 3, verse 17. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength, He makes me as sure footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. And so if we would take that passage and we would put it in today's context with what we're facing, I think we could rewrite it to say this, even though there is a virus attacking the world and there are people who are dying, even though there are many who have lost their jobs and the world's economy is being crushed under the circumstances, even though we are anxious and isolated and we can't meet together in person this Easter, Yet, we will rejoice in the Lord. We will be joyful in the God of our salvation because he is our strength and he secures our footing, enabling us to rise up. Those are powerful words, and yet rejoicing is difficult. I don't know about you, but rejoicing is rarely my first response when I face hardship Our circumstances, they may be shouting at us right now. They may be mocking us. They want to numb us and mute us. But today, there is an invitation to us to rejoice. You see, the kingdom that we are a part of, it is upside down. The world right now, it's telling us, you know, be reasonable, be rational. And yet, what I believe the Holy Spirit is asking of us is to rejoice. This is to be our response. And it's not just in the Old Testament that we see this this, uh, command, this kingdom command to rejoice. We actually find it in the New Testament, too. James tells us, consider it pure joy when you face hardship of any kind. The Apostle Paul, who wrote half of the New Testament, tells us, not once but twice, rejoice always. Rejoicing is a kingdom command. I don't know about you, but I have found myself in this season really craving good news. I think part of that is because so much of the news has been bad news. And so I've been searching for good news like never before. And recently on Instagram, I found this account called The Good News Movement, and it, it shares heartwarming and touching stories of how really people around the world are coming together in love and kindness to help people in need during this time. And I have really enjoyed following it. Um, Another thing that I've seen, which brought a smile to my face, is that John Krasinski, who is a famous TV and movie actor um, from The Office and Jack Ryan, he started a show in his home with a homemade sign behind him that his kids made called SGN, Some Good News, where he's just sharing good news with the world right now because I believe people are craving good news so much in this season because the pain is palpable and uncertainty reigns. Our circumstances have us in a place where it feels like there's actually not much to celebrate, but I have good news for us today. There is reason to rejoice. Yes, the world is going through something right now. The most shaping event in world history in recent history that we've lived through, but we have the most amazing and timeless news to share with people right now. We have true good news, and so right now, I want you to turn to the people that you're watching with, if you're watching with people, or you can hop in one of our chat rooms, you can even text a friend, and I want you to say this, there is reason to rejoice today. Did you do it? There is reason to rejoice today. We actually have a reason to show and feel joy and great delight. No, not because things are going back to normal tomorrow, No, not because the economy is going to bounce right back. No, not because the kids are going to school this week, although that would be kind of nice. No, why can we rejoice? We can rejoice because the resurrection is real, Jesus is alive, and he changes everything. So Easter, for many of us, it's a familiar story, isn't it? And yet, a lot of us don't live in the reality of what actually happened that day. Recorded in the Gospels, we read how Jesus, God's son, lived a sinless life and yet was charged, convicted, and crucified for us. For his disciples, all hope was lost in that moment. They had just experienced this incredible three-year journey of power and healing and hope as Jesus ushered in the kingdom of heaven to earth. And now he was gone. That first Easter, the disciples were hiding in their homes, scared for their lives and unsure of their futures. They would have felt many of the emotions that we are feeling right now. Anxious, uncertain, isolated. And they would have wondered, what is going to happen next? In the Gospel of Mark, it chronicles this story of what happened on Easter morning. And I want to actually show us a clip of when Mary Magdalene, who was one of Jesus' followers, went to the tomb on that Easter morning, what she discovered. Watch this clip. What are you looking for? (laughs) If you've taken him, tell me where he is. Mary. Teacher? Go and tell our brothers. I am here. see and feel the joy that Mary experienced in that moment when she realized that Jesus was alive, that he had resurrected. This changed everything. And we believe that the resurrection of Jesus was real and that there are real implications for us. The reason that we can rejoice is because Jesus is resurrected. And so I want us to turn now to 1 Peter 1, and this is going to be our text for today, where we're going to spend a little bit t- of time talking about why can we rejoice in the resurrection? What does it mean for me? And so right now, 1 Peter 1.3 says this, Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us extravagant, his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. Doesn't it feel like Peter is writing directly to us? He's telling us of of what happened in the resurrection, but also acknowledging you're going to go through stuff. You're going to face trials, but we can hold on to this incredible hope. We can rejoice because we actually know what Jesus has done for us. So why can we rejoice in the resurrection? I'm going to give us two reasons. The first reason that we rejoice in the resurrection is because we are reborn. You know, Peter's, his encouragement to us is to celebrate, to be filled with joy and great delight, because God's mercy has enabled us to be reborn into a new living hope through Jesus' resurrection. These are the very words that we sang today as we worshiped together earlier. You see, we, humanity, we had a problem. We needed to be reconciled to our Father. Sin had separated us. And Jesus' death on the cross provided forgiveness of our sins. The Bible tells us that he canceled the record of charges against us by nailing our sin to the cross. And what's more is that Jesus didn't just do this for us. He did it as us, making a way for us to come back into relationship with our Father. But in his mercy, he didn't just stop there. He didn't just leave us forgiven. No, Jesus's resurrection actually enables us to become completely new, to be reborn. You see, the purpose of Jesus's resurrection was to introduce the new creation. We believe that anyone who belongs to Jesus has become a brand new person. In the same way that Jesus died as us, we also believe that he resurrected as us. And this co-death and co-resurrection with Jesus means that not only are we forgiven, but we are free from who we were, and we are free to be who God always intended us to be all along. Well, that sounds great, but what does it mean? You see, we have been reborn into righteousness. Jesus' resurrection made it possible for us to be right in being. So now we reflect the image and likeness of God. We are no longer sinners. We are saints. We are no longer defined by sin. We are defined by the Son of God, by Jesus. And we receive this new identity from Jesus and live it out through the Holy Spirit. The Bible actually tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in each of us. So our new life is empowered by God himself. And here's the good news. The Holy Spirit is a genius at life. He is our live in help. And I know we've all been home a lot. And I know we all want live in help right now. And the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit, he is our helper. And he is helping each of us to live out the reality that we've actually been made new. I, I, I know we're going through it right now. I am too. This is hard, and I don't feel like rejoicing. I feel like complaining. I feel like worrying. I feel like watching Netflix and eating comfort food. I want to numb some of those feelings that I'm feeling, but these are not the responses that change us. The response for this season is to rejoice. And this is not a response out of religion. This is a response out of relationship because when you're reborn you don't have to respond like everybody else three years ago our lives got turned upside down it was the week after easter it was a normal week but a busy week and i was getting ready to preach and the kids had activities and we had some nighttime commitments and one of those commitments i had a group of women over at my house preparing for an upcoming women's conference. And so Mike was on kid duty and he had taken the kids up to bed when one of our sons came down and reported that his brother had thrown up. Well, I mean, I was definitely busy. So I definitely sent my husband upstairs to check on that and clean it up and make sure he was okay. But unfortunately, he wasn't throwing up. It was much worse. He was having a seizure. I've never known panic like that because we thought he was dying. We called 911 and we rushed him to the hospital and it would be in, in, the, in the coming days and weeks that we would go through an incredibly painful season where he would, be, he would be diagnosed with a childhood form of epilepsy. Overnight, our world changed. We had to buy a baby monitor to watch our nine-year-old every night to see if he would seize while he fell asleep. And when he did, we would run upstairs and we would hold him and we would pray over him and we would weep. We put him on medication, we changed his diet, we watched his water intake. The stress was crippling. I felt alone, I felt anxious, I felt isolated, I felt angry, and we prayed, we cried out to God. I felt numb, I wanted to escape, but there was nowhere to go. But when we're reborn, we don't have to respond like everybody else does. Rejoicing when your child is in the midst of a medical crisis may seem like an odd thing, and yet This was the invitation to me from the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's the invitation to us today to rejoice. You see, we actually rejoice in and through our relationship with Jesus. Through the resurrection, I have been reborn, filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I, in this season, I leaned in to that new identity. I meditated on the truth of what scripture tells me that God is my father and he's good. I have right standing with God because he has made me righteous when he, re, when he caused me to be reborn. I stopped trying to get something from God and I spent more time just receiving his love and affirmation for me. I couldn't work my way out of the situation with our son, but I could allow his grace and mercy to fill me for whatever each day brought, the good days and the bad days. I rejoiced through worship, allowing the words to wash over me when I felt weary and I felt restless. You see, this is actually how we can rejoice in our rebirth. We have access to, to all of, of the kingdom because the Holy Spirit lives. In us. So instead of believing that peace and patience are something outside of me, I know that those are fruit of the spirit and he lives within me and I can say, Holy Spirit, you fill me up. I don't feel this way, but I know that you can empower me and equip me in this season. I began to believe and receive these things as my inheritance of a, of a daughter of the king. Rejoicing in the midst of chaos and pain became my weapon. It fortified me and gave me a path forward. Now, did everything magically go back to normal? No. In fact, the circumstances didn't shift that much. But you know what shifted? I shifted. My heart and my mind and my spirit was aligned with who God says that I am. As I rejoiced in my rebirth, I was equipped and empowered to walk through the darkest of valleys where my faith was deeply tested, but it came out stronger than ever. And this is an ongoing journey. This is still something that we are walking through as a family. The story is not over, but my identity and the new birth through the resurrection has been a key to my journey. So right now, in this season, where we are at, in the pain, in the chaos, in the brokenness, we can actually rejoice because we're reborn. And that means that we don't have to respond the way that the world is responding. We can rejoice Right now, because we are in right relationship with Jesus. Well let's go back to that first Peter 4 text for a moment, and I want to look back at verse four, because he actually tells us there's a second reason to rejoice in the resurrection. Not only have we been reborn, but we are actually going to inherit something that can never be taken from us. It is promised and preserved forever in heaven. What's he talking about here? We can rejoice in the resurrection because we, too, will be resurrected. You see, Jesus' resurrection didn't just give us the gift of new life now. His resurrection is actually a foreshadowing of what is going to happen to us one day. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been gifted with this brand new life. And we are going to have new life now that's being reborn living as new creations, but that also means that we get to be resurrected one day with Jesus. So even though we face trials and troubles now, we can, and I love again how that text put it, we can jump for joy knowing the future that awaits us. This is especially good news because of all that's actually happening in the world around us right now. You know, life is scary. People are dying and there is a lot of fear and panic about getting sick and death. You know, I I can feel the fear every time I I go on social media or I turn on the news or I'm interacting with people. I don't know if you've gone to the grocery store and, you know, we're being encouraged to wear masks and people are are not making eye contact. And there's kind of just an eeriness about life right now. And I believe that a lot of the fear that we're facing is because many people do not know the truth of what Jesus has done and given to us through the resurrection. The truth is that Jesus's resurrection has actually made a way for us to be resurrected too. And I believe that this fear, it's it's causing people to wonder, like, is this it? Like, is this life all that there is? And it's causing panic, real panic. And I don't say that from judgment. I say that because this is the reality that we live in. We're living in this unprecedented season where it does feel like life is so fragile. We have amazing news to give to the world. The resurrection of Jesus gives us reason to rejoice because it provides for our own future resurrection. Listen, I I don't want to die. I don't want my loved ones to die. But I will tell you that I do not live in fear of where I am going because I believe in Jesus and I believe that his resurrection has made a way for me to also be resurrected one day. Jesus's resurrection means that we no longer have to fear death. Death was defeated when Jesus died on that cross and was resurrected for us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, 20 for a minute. This is what it says. Paul writes, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Christ is the first of a great harvest that is coming. In a world that is filled with brokenness and pain and death, we can rejoice in the resurrection because Jesus's resurrection gives us an, an eternal inheritance that can never be taken. It's a beautiful mystery. And I admit it's a mystery that one day we will fully understand. Now, I'm not trying to say that death is not difficult because there is loss in death. But it's not the end story if we know Jesus. For the past few months, our family um, has been in the process of saying goodbye to our beloved matriarch, Grandma Hare. She was an incredible woman of faith, married to my grandpa for 69 years. She has six kids and 23 grandkids and over 35 great-grandkids. She was a faithful member of her church for 75 years and regularly prayed for her family by name, which you can tell there was a lot of names to cover. And on March 1st, she went to be with Jesus. You know, when we talked to her these last few months, we asked her, you know, Grandma, do you have any fear about what's what's going, going to happen? What's going to happen when you pass? And she said, Oh no, I want to go. I want to see Grandpa. I want to see my sister. I want to see my mother, who she had lost at the tender age of 17. And she said, I, I'm so excited to, to have my resurrection body because we do believe that we're actually going to receive a new body. And grandma had battled cancer for many years on and off. And, and she was excited to be free from pain. You see, she knew where she was going. She was going home to Jesus where she would live forever. So we can rejoice because Jesus's resurrection made a way for us to be resurrected, too. And it's Easter season. And this was one of her favorite holidays And so, yes, this week I have been thinking about those incredible memories of going to her home and she always made a coconut cream pie and she had a large bunny collection. And so, her Easter decorations were always a favorite to play with. And it was a time of cousins and and playing outside and enjoying the spring air. And do I feel sad? I do feel sad. But I also feel glad because I know where she is. And I know that her future is with Jesus in heaven. Jesus's resurrection is reason to rejoice because it provides a future resurrection for us. We rejoice because this is not the only life we have to live. And I believe we are so perfectly positioned right now to give away this powerful truth. There is a hunger for certainty, like I have never seen before. People are desperate for hope and we have hope. People are desperate for joy and we have joy. People are desperate for peace and we have peace. And this is our opportunity in love, to share the good news of what Jesus did for us and as us. And we don't use fear to motivate, motivate people right now. Rather, we share the full picture of what Jesus has done, that Jesus died and rose so that we could have new life now and new life forever. We have been reborn now and will be resurrected in the future. Well, how do we receive this resurrection life? I'm so glad you asked. In a little bit, we want to take time to pray with you, to, to assure you that Jesus wants to know you. He wants you to be part of his family. This invitation, it is for all. And so we will pray together in a little bit. I sense that the Holy Spirit, you know, he, he, he's doing something right now. He's growing his family. He's restoring our individual families as, as, we, as we've been gently forced to be with one another. And I believe that God wants to bring his hope and his healing during this time to many. You see, rejoicing may feel like foolishness to the world right now, but this is the response I believe that the Father is asking of us. We rejoice today in the resurrection of Jesus because through his resurrection, we are reborn. We're made new. We are new creations filled with his spirit sent to live as saints. We don't have to respond the way the world responds. And then we rejoice because one day we too will be resurrected. We will live with him forever. This is the good news that has changed us and the good news that will change the world. And so Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross. We thank you for your resurrection. We thank you, Father, that there is reason to rejoice today. And so we just say, allow our hearts to be filled with your joy, with your great delight. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.